trying to fundraise on your own means that you're cold introing after cold introing after cold introing into these people. And our investors have been really good at getting the word out with regard to who we are, what we do, and why we're the hidden gem that, uh, that people should be looking at, evaluating, and partnering with. And that has worked to our advantage to the nth degree um, over the last 12 months in particular. That's awesome, Chris. And so I just so everyone knows, how much have you total raised, not only with Dooley, but just in your lifetime? Oh, gosh, uh, I, I didn't fundraise before Dooley. I was part of companies that had fundraised, but myself uh, being an operator, I've raised $105 million uh, to date through Dooley. Very cool. Very cool. So can we first talk about the first money that you raised? I know you yeah. had been a successful operator, like with fast growing companies, but um, mm -hmm. let's talk, can, how does that change when you don't have any investors or maybe when the only investors are angels or, or yourself? Sorry, you asked uh, you need to ask me that question. Oh yeah. Just how does it change? So, so say you're an entrepreneur and you're going yeah. for the pre-seed. Yeah. How, what would you suggest at that stage as well? Uh, again, I would, I would always recommend that you try to find people who are at least aligned with your thesis on where you're going. And it, so they have a, th every investor's got a thesis, every investor's got a wheelhouse, every investor's got a style of how they invest. Some do it by consensus, some do it at, at individual LPs can do things up to, or sorry, not LPs, individual GPs can do it on, uh, uh, up to a certain value on their own. Um, and, and so you really need to try to do your homework and understand who is the most aligned with you, even when you're investigating funds that you want to try to, uh, you know, entice to come in on your round. It's really, really helpful to find people who have background in your space and, uh, you know, a shared philosophy, a shared understanding of why it's important and why it's interesting. The, the closer we got to that as a business, the better we did with all of our fundraising efforts. That's yeah, that's incredible. I, I see that. And every investor loves to talk about their mission on their website and their thesis. It's always like front and center. So I love it. So, okay. So we've just raised our pre-seed and maybe a seed round. Like what is the yeah. tactic around getting the investors that you already have, getting them excited to actually be the evangelist for you to help you close that round at a faster rate? I think it starts before they, uh, before that, I think that you like, you know, having worked with a variety of different investors over the last little while, I think it's incumbent upon people to agree to a partnership before they agree to a, a dollar amount and, and what you're willing to contribute to the business and, and what they should expect from you as an entrepreneur, right? So if we, if we constantly think of this world as being one where the entrepreneur is beholden to the VCs and that it's all about taking the check and bringing in the money, then we are doing ourselves and I think the VC a disservice. So with us, we... We very intentionally, when we started talking to the venture capital community, uh, we would ask questions around people's superpowers, right? What are the things that you can commit to? How are you, like, what are you really good at, right? So some VCs are really good at helping you recruit talent. Some are really good at helping you with follow-on funding. Uh, some might be good at customer introductions. Uh, some might just have like operational intelligence in your space or domain expertise in your space. And if you get people to commit to those things before they sign a check, chances are they're going to take ownership of those things a lot more than if you just said, okay, yeah, I'd love your dumb money. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and it, it changes the way that they behave and the way that they work with you. Uh, particularly if you say, okay, so you say you're really good at, at helping to access talent. 
where, how, what, uh, dig in, understand, probe, uh, and then you know you you start to articulate your needs and go based on my needs. Could you help me with that stuff? Would you commit to helping me with that stuff? Yes, I would. No, I wouldn't. Okay, no, you wouldn't. Then you don't have the access to the talent that you say you have. Boom! Right? And you're doing this. You're basically screening them before. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Putting people on your cap table for the sake of just like seeing their name and they're having brand recognition, the biggest waste of time for any uh, any company that feels like they aren't completely on top of their game. If you're completely on top of your game, like you know everything about everything, which is by the way zero out of uh, a million companies, uh, if you're being super honest, then yeah, take the dumb money. And, and run with it and just like turn it into a, a far bigger amount of money for that investor and they'll be happy and you'll be happy. But chances are, if you're already that smart, you probably didn't need the money because you could have bootstrapped the thing to, you know, a $10 billion valuation on your own. Chris, this has been incredible, man. Thank you so much for your time. Um, is there any way that someone could reach out to you if they were, yeah, and I, I understand you're busy, but maybe there's a perfect entrepreneur who's trying to learn what would be yeah. the best way to reach out if, if that fit. Look, anybody say welcome to reach out to me. I believe in paying it forward. Um, it's Chris, K-R-I-S, at Dooley, D-O-O-L-Y, dot A-I. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much. Boom. Yeah, no worries.